0: next question is from gabriel asks is jordan travis the future of this team and how does this affect the recruitment i'm guessing in the quarterback department um and i've i've kind of been i, I kind of get ticked because whenever we're doing ig Lives or something like that i'm always getting a question you know well, what's going on with Trevor purdy we haven't seen Trevor purdy yet am i am i on drugs am i i don't know maybe this candle might be on something, but did Jordan Travis have a very competitive game against Notre Dame number five in the country at South Bend and then beat the number five team in the country against North Carolina the next week? Am, am I am I on drugs or something? There's so much talk about the Chubba Purdy. You got to see Purdy. got to see another quarterback, all this kind of stuff. What, what is happening? I mean, it's the Florida State fan base. It's few of them. I got to say that every time or I'll get canceled. But there's a few of them that just aren't pleased enough with that, with, with the quarterback That Just be the number five team in the country.
1: Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Nose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka Edub, in the How. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Live, go Nose. Hi,
2: this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go Nose.
1: This is Terrell Fleckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day, No Bloody.
2: But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field,
1: Dion Primetime Sanders. It's great, Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, bro? man? I, I could wake up to that greeting every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is
3: former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day.
1: James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on
0: SSOD, Florida the or Die. And go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by Knoll. Game day. I am here this evening with our guys, Austin Beasley, our lead basketball writer, Carlos Williams, our former Knoll 2013 national champion. Also, Dustin Lewis down here, bottom left with us, our lead writer, and editor, Debbie Downer, Dustin is finally back with us. <laughs> you were sad that Florida State won. You were sad that Florida State won. So I, was just, I was happy. Nah, I was so happy I couldn't come on the podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, but what's going on, gentlemen? We are now a few days after uh, Florida State's upset against number five North Carolina. But what's going on? This happens every time. We need to like start naming someone to talk first. <laughs> we need to start naming someone because I'm always like the awkward one here like
1: i mean all i mean I, it, it feels good had a good ha, having a good week i mean coming off a, a big win against the top five team um unc um we've been taught talk, we talked about it a lot, a lot i mean instant react um instant reaction um just how well they came out and played in the first half something that we kind of wanted to see our offense do we seen bits and pieces of it um, against Notre Dame and having Travis in there and having that different element to the game is is different. I mean, the offense moved the ball down, up and down the field. Um, the defense made stops. I mean, we had them thirty-one to seven. I mean, the second half, I like the struggle the defense had. I like the fact they put up points. I like the bend but didn't break. I like that versus they seen. Um, I think it's going to help us going into a hostile environment in Louisville. Um, Louisville just came and played um, against Notre Dame very well. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, um, but very happy, very satisfied with the win last week.
0: What about you guys?
3: You know, it's it's been a week or almost a week since the UNC game. We've had some time to digest it, go through all the good and bad. It's mostly good. Uh, and I think we're all excited for Louisville, which when was the last time we were excited for Florida State football?
2: Yeah, like these guys have said, it was a great win for Florida State on Saturday night. Really excited to see the defense finally live up to all that potential that we were talking about over the off season. And, you know, I gave them, I gave them a lot of criticism. I wasn't here for the NC reaction. I just want to say credit to those guys for showing up, especially the defensive line. Great to see um, a guy like Dennis Briggs who opted back in, come out and play very well. Another young guy, Darren McClendon, also showed out on Saturday night and then the veterans i mean like i said they played up to their potential for the first time this season i just want to see that consistency moving forward
0: yeah as always you can listen to this podcast on itunes google play youtube make sure you hit those subscribe buttons so then you'll be notified every time we release a new episode we'll get a little bit more into the florida state versus north carolina game here in just a few minutes just to kind of give our final thoughts moving forward to the louisville game but Let's jump into the quick hitters of the week. Obviously, a big one, which has been a you know very talkative on Twitter, but a big conversation starter. Bobby Bowden released a statement and talked about him beating COVID um, and what helped him, and he was really honest about it and saying that he went through a, a true battle, but. He received treatment, some special treatment, and now it seems like it was actually a a picture was released just a few days ago uh, of him being outside, actually getting outside and getting some sun. So from what we heard, if you guys were in our Discord, we were keeping you guys updated um, every day on how he was doing. Uh, And it's good to see that Bobby Bowden, you know, was able to fight it. He gets another win under his belt, uh, and it just was good because going into the North Carolina game, I was pretty nervous because I was hearing some things that, you know, there there was reports and then a few news agencies and it was inside our discord too, that, you know, the ambulances had to come twice over to the Bowden residence. So, and that was the night before the North Carolina game. So it was kind of bittersweet going to this game. I was really nervous checking out on my phone, making sure Bowden was all right. So good news on that department. Uh, let's see here recapping FSU versus North Carolina, so it does not even take a few minutes. It only took one minute there, but uh, <laughs> final final thoughts here. I'll give mine real quick. Uh, number one, Damien Webb is your starting running back. That has been solidified to me. You can still throw out Corbin in there for a few packages, but Webb gives you more. Uh, I, I really like the way that they're using him. It seems like they're, the running back unit is every week uh, finding different ways uh, to be utilized in that package. And that goes straight to Kenny Dillingham uh, and also Norvell on the way that they're utilizing these guys because uh, each one of them have different attributes. But I think Webb, moving forward, is your guy. Uh, he had a great game. And then another thing to me is the effort that was shown in Tallahassee. I think there was a lot of plays where I was watching where I'd actually got to see some guys finish the play. And that's something we haven't seen in a few in the last couple of seasons, guys going down the lead block that were 30 yards behind them. Uh, I, I think the effort, that is being shown there's still got to be some discipline things. And I think Norvell is the guy to change that. Like Carlos was saying in the first part of this, but the discipline is, is got to, has got to still be worked on, but guys are starting to become, they're, they're getting held accountable and not only just from coaches, but I also got to see a few guys like Jaden Lars would be go around the guys and, you know, say, let's stop this stupid stuff and, and, you know, have a chat with them because it puts them in a bad situation. And um, I, I, there's still got to be some discipline work to be done, but things are looking positive on that front. Um, but I think like also Carlos said, a, a win like this, I think we talked about in the production win, a meeting, but a win like this also really starts, you know, it's all about buying and buying, you know, whenever you have a new coach everybody has got a buy-in buy-in, but man, a- after beating a, a top five team in the country at home, man, I, I just have a feeling this team is just only like this weekend, I think it's going to be even a bigger game for Florida State and trying to finish games, perform well, not only in just one half, but two halves. And I think the buy in really upped a different notch after that, man. Celebrating the locker room, having fun, but then also saying, you know what? We got to go to practice tomorrow and get our head on the. We can't just be celebrating all week long. So I think there's a lot of, really, a lot, a lot of positives from Saturday's game against North Carolina.
3: Yeah, the one thing I'm looking for is. How much have they bought in to Norvell's system? Yeah, one win is great, but I want to see them move past this. I mean, we've talked about it podcast other podcast, this mental midget mentality where they just shrink and they don't know how to win. They find ways to lose. They finally won. Can they continue to win, keep finding ways to win instead of being content and being complacent with one good win?
2: Yeah, like you said, this could be the win that finally pushes Florida State over that hump, per se, because – We've seen them struggle against adversity in close games. It seems like they figure out more ways to win than lose over the last couple of seasons. And Saturday night, you know, they got out to that twenty-four nothing lead. North Carolina slowly started coming back, and then you know, back into that adversity and in toughness in the fourth quarter. Florida State fought. They made that fourth down stop late. Jordan Travis made a couple of big plays on the ground, even though he could barely pick up his left arm and they got out with the win, So I thought they showed a lot of resiliency on Saturday night. And for me, it was really big to see Travis out there late in the fourth quarter after that injury when, you know, we thought they might pull him and put in a, a different quarterback like they did with James Blackman late in that Notre Dame loss. And instead, he comes back out there, he guts it out. I mean, you're watching the kid with his left arm just limp at his side. so And he just he guts it out and gets Florida State to victory. So that toughness by Travis, I thought the rest of the team kind of rallied around that and pulled it out.
1: This is what I'm here for. I'm happy I'm here for this. So, Austin, you said you're ready for them to move past this. And, D. Lou, you talked about this may be the win to get them over the hump. This win was just more than just about this season. And and I I think a lot of fans are just narrowed down on the right now. And you guys say buy-in. When you talk about buying in, it's not about just, like, this win is just for this season. No, this win is for recruiting, for you put this on a staple in 2020 during the pandemic when these guys didn't have this and this and this and this. They pulled it together in a season that wasn't promised to beat North Carolina number five. Like, this is a historic moment. And not many people are taking the time to really look at at it like that. But we was not supposed to beat North Carolina or even put 31 points on them. This is more than just for this season. When you talk about buying in, it's not just for this season. is buying in for the recruiting to come, for the freshmen that are going to be freshmen again like we just talked about before we started. You know, the guys that are going to have those extra years to play It's not just for how we're going to finish, but just the rest of this year out. It's for how we're going to come back this next offseason, hopefully have a full spring and a full summer and a full training camp, and then hey, last year we did this during this at this time of adversity. Now it's much easier because we've been through it. This cake. Like, know what I'm saying? Like, 2012 was hard for us at Florida state 2013. We have put the time in, we tasted the BCS bowl game, but it wasn't the championship. It was a lot easier in 2013. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think, I think I, I'm not saying you guys are wrong. Cause I'm on that train with you guys, but I want people to understand like that win is not just for the season. Like, yeah, we want to see Florida state get over the hump. We want to see them move past it and be able to continue to win and progress and get better. But this, this is a staple where you say, Hey, in a time period where, we wasn't at our best a new coach and people gave up on us and our stadium wasn't filled. We, we found a way to beat a top five program at their best. Mm -hmm. That's something that, you know, you got to embed in kids, you got to embed in these players and that's how you, that's, I mean, that's a drive. That's Mm -hmm. something that motivates kids to go out there and play well. And I'm on the train with you guys, but I just wanted people that listen that, that think about that, like, You know, it's just not for this season. It's something that can, you know, drive this, I mean, this school and this football program further and push us where we back used to be. You know, it's something that is bigger than just for this year. I want people just to see that.
0: Yeah, well, no one was really at all expecting, you know, if we were looking back even at the Notre Dame game, even at that point, even and definitely before that, when the Miami game and all that, Nobody was expecting Florida State to come out on top against North Carolina. It was all about Sam Howell. They were going to put up eighty points. It wasn't even going to be close going into the second quarter. Florida State's not going to have a defense or defensive line is going to show up to bring pressure towards Sam Howell. Uh, they're going to they have wide receivers that are going to go to the league, and then all they all, all Florida State has is um, Asante Samuel Jr. So nobody was really at all expecting this to happen uh, whatsoever. And I know I love seeing. Uh, Chris Fowler uh, tweet out there. He had to get it out there from ESPN. He had to say, "Well, North Carolina really isn't a top five team," because he's trying to be all political or all straight up with the rules and you know the big uh, Big Ten isn't in yet. Blah blah blah, all that kind of crap. Go screw your – or, never mind, I'm not going to say that, but
3: they <laughs> You're already halfway uh, there, grow, go for it.
0: Yeah, grow up. I will just say grow up. I t- at least I tweeted him and said that. I tell him to grow up, you know. And, and honestly, of course, uh, North Carolina is probably a top 10 team. But for Florida State standards right now and what football we've seen happen in Tallahassee, that is a top five win. And that scrapes off a lot of the loser blood kind of mentality this program has had. Tampa Bay is still – I mean, Tom Brady might try to save some of it, but – for, the, for God knows how long uh, I've been watching Tampa Bay, uh, the last 10 years, they, they have a loser blood uh, organization. I mean, they just try to find different ways to lose and all that kind of jazz. And that's <laughs> something you don't want to see happen in, in Tallahassee. It was going on with the volunteers, too, in Tennessee. You were just hoping it wasn't going to get to that case. I don't want to shout out the Miami fans because I already have to deal with them a lot in my mentions. But I, you don't want to go down the Miami route either. This is Florida State, and that's what we were trying to – we were trying to not see the season. Uh, but it's a big win for Norvell. I thought he coached a really, really, really good game um, and the way definitely that offense operated. Uh, and one thing that I want to comment on, because there there's a clip, obviously, of LaDamian Webb's big run and the lead blocking that was happening. You see Ontario Wilson, who's off to the side of Jordan Travis at the beginning of that play, ends up hauling ass down the field to go be a lead blocker. And then you see Jordan Travis also hauling ass to help block against LaDamian Webb. And... I was seeing a lot of tweets on Twitter and, you know, I was praising that, you know, there's effort going on. They're finishing the play. Even shout out to Dante Lucas and then also Cameron McDonald because they were also going down the field. But they were getting on to Jordan Travis for going down there and blocking, which I understand he is your starting quarterback. You don't want to see him get hurt. We get all that. We get that. But these are the same Florida State fans that have been complaining for years about players not finishing player plays, guys not showing effort. And they, they, they showed in the play guy. There was Logan five guys. There there Logan was five is. guys going down the field that were absolutely hundred percent. It's
1: totally different. That's totally different. You think Jimbo wanted James run down the field. Well, to he, did the it. he did it. He, he did, did, he, did he, it. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. He did it. doing it. That was a very that, that was a double that was a that was a reverse to Kermit. He was actually supposed to be the lead blocker. That was designed. Travis was more of an effort playing. Yes, we love to see it, and fans gotta get over it. Like you can cry about one thing. Do you really want the man running that field making cut blocks? No, you don't. Because if he hurts himself, oh no, he's an idiot. What, he's yeah, man, stop that. You gotta take one. <laughs> like you gotta pick pick. You can't have both. You got you got yeah. you gotta have a quarterback that's gonna be a quarterback who's who's gonna not take hits who's going to play safe football or you're going to have a guy who's going to work his ass off and do anything to help his team win. And now what Travis is going to do, you got to let this man do what he's doing to help this team win. You got yeah. a football player back there.
0: Yeah. Like, no, he's another running back. That's what we've been saying. I've been saying it's just another running back, but it, it I mean, gets, it's but just, the, it's, the Florida, throw the ball. it's just, it's just a fan base. And there's just a few of them. I know we've got a lot of listeners, but there's just a few of them that just get on my nerves about, you know, you're facing the number five team in the country at home and you're trying to take a huge lead. That would have been 38 to seven. If, if I'm correct, that would have been 38 to seven. That would have sent night night to North Carolina. I don't give a damn if Jordan Travis is running down the field, to block. Yeah. He fell down, blah, 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 dude. I'm sorry. Florida state, at that point you got to send everything you got time to nut up and you know jordan travis he's been jordan travis has been doing it all season though i don't I, you know everybody's trying to find there's always something to complain about but there's so many more positives away from but i i just thought it was just a really you know he's gonna keep doing it too i mean probably unless norvell says that ain't happening but when it comes down to a prime time game against a team that is in the top five in the ap poll let him go down there and show effort and block. Get over it. It will be all right. Everything is going to be okay.
2: And I mean, I totally agree because, it, to me, those are the little things. When you see your quarterback not really – not caring about his body, going out there and laying a hit on a blocker to set you up for a big play, like that hypes you up because, like you just said, most quarterbacks you'll see a guy hand the ball off to, to the running back in the backfield and then just stand there and watch the play the rest of the time. Oh, Travis is going to go out there and try and turn that play into something.
0: Because- <laughs> What's going on over there, Dustin? You running a kennel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a second. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but I, I, I it, it's just, you're seeing the culture change, which is really, really a good thing. But I like seeing guys showing effort like that and it, I think also the combo between – there's just something about that Jordan Travis and LeDamian Webb combo right now that is working really well, and they fight for each other. And it's good hearing from Mike Norvell talk about Webb and how he is a guy that even if he's not getting the ball, he's competing at his – like out of his mind, which I love to see. And that's why he's going to probably be the starter moving forward. He's just got that mentality.
1: Don't throw out Agent Zero, all right? No. Don't throw out Agent Zero because, honestly – You know what? I I was a number two my junior and my senior year. I was number two both years. And I believe both backs had to have a good number two. And when I got to Buffalo, I had a good number two. And Zero came in as the head transfer, came in as the starter, and came in and and played not not as expected, but he didn't play terrible. But eight has showed a different kind of hunger. Like he's not afraid to just play. He goes out there and lays it all out on the football field. I think Agent 0 is still trying to find, I mean trying Where'd to find Where did you get
0: Agent I, from? Where did where did you get this from? Is I this mean new I,
1: I I call everybody wearing the 0 Agent 0. I mean <laughs> Who <laughs> let people it? wear 0, man? Like why? <laughs> like why? Why? Why why give why give them another reason to change their Instagram name? <laughs> like why? It's like a basketball like number. Yeah, like why? Like why like when I went to Pittsburgh, I really didn't want to wear thirty, but I had no choice. Like I really <laughs> wanted to ask Marco hey Marco, can I please like can I when I get paid, can I hey can I get that off you like real quick? Like I just don't want to wear this three and a zero. Like I really fell in love with twenty nine. Like kids went from wearing a, a real number to zero.
0: No, it don't look
1: good. Face space jam, it don't look good.
0: Hey, I'm excited uh for Sunday. I need I mean, you know, if, if the Steelers win on Sunday against the Titans, I suggest everybody get off Twitter. I suggest everyone to leave Twitter, huh? Are
1: they flexing the game? Or is it gonna nah, be a it's, game? Still,
0: it's still going to be 1 p.m. They friggin' flexed uh, the, of course, Tom Brady's game, the bucks and the Raiders. Who gives a flying F about that game?
3: That was good COVID, a, though. That's different.
0: I'd rather watch a tennis match. Um, <laughs> and then they moved. <laughs> Seattle, once again, I don't understand it. They love Russell Wilson, which I'm fine. Hey, hey, I, whoa, I respect whoa. the, I, I, I long respect long the Seahawks. I respect the Seahawks, but they've already had enough night games. You know, we, we need a little bit of that I right mean, now. I mean, you probably want to
1: say time.
0: Hey, can you tell your <laughs> brothers <laughs> Which
1: you means we had two back-to-back primetime games? If you want to watch us play? We got on TV, uh,
0: I know well, my Steelers are undefeated. Hey, I need it. I need you to tell your brother to light the living shit out of uh, Derrick Henry. If you don't mind telling. Oh, him listen, so you get a chance when
1: Derrick, when Derek was training for the combine, him and Vince got a chance to train together. And Vince was like, man, Los, you can't, you won't, under, you won't believe it. Like you won't believe how fast this man's gonna run the combine. I'm like, Vince, it's a pretty big human being. <laughs> He's gonna run pretty fast, but I'm like, he can't run that fast. When I watched Derrick Henry run at the combine. Man, that was something special. And watching that long run against the Jet, like he is—I don't know. I seen my brother knock a lot of people out. That'll be a matchup. I'll, I'm, I'm ready yeah. to see. I know my brother's a banger, and I know Derek is is a downhill runner. I, that that's a matchup I would love to see. I wouldn't Sign let my me, brother up. Hit me. I wouldn't let Vince hit me.
0: Oh pfft. no! I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I like I like I like my 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 bones
0: just the way they are. <laughs> no, Vince, Vince will come down. Did you see him Vince. hit Hooper? Or-
1: past week on yeah. the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not, I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah. We big,
0: ain't about I'm that. I'm not going to put myself good on that. that. Nah, we're going to <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> pass on that one. Yeah. I'm excited that Steelers defense versus Derrick Henry is going to be something to watch at 1 PM, I guess, prime time, whatever. They better, they better get ready. It's going to be fun. Should have flexed that game. Yeah, they should have. I don't know what they're doing. Um, Any last thoughts on FAC versus UNC before we move on to Cool, uh, basketball, and then we got a lot of questions this week. We did a little baby Q and A. But any last comments on North Carolina?
2: Just say shout out to the special teams once again. I mean, I feel like consistently this season they've been a group that's come up big time and time again. I mean, you you saw those two block punts this week. They forced North Carolina to miss a field goal. Played great coverage on on the the kickoffs. Other other than you know, really our own field goal kicker. It was a, a great outing for the special teams. And um, yeah, you know, Ryan, Fitz, Ryan Fitzgerald, still a redshirt freshman, and he's got plenty of time to improve going forward. So hopefully we'll start to see some of that this weekend against Louisville.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also good to look back. We talked about an instant reaction, but the defensive line's showing up. And I want to see them do that two weeks in a row. I want to see them keep that up because it shouldn't even be much of a competition talent-wise against Louisville. We'll get into it, but I want to see them bring that same energy as it I want to see this whole team bring the same energy that they had on primetime TV over whenever you're on noon with whatever they're on, ESPN, no ACC Network, RomCon, whatever it is, Nickelodeon, I don't know. But I want to see them keep that same energy. You keep that kind of same energy, I'm buying in, uh, put me Picker. down for –
1: Bring the energy kicker, like pack your cleat <laughs> and the little kicking block. And, and yeah, and T, bring all that with you. Yeah, you bring that and you kick the ball through the big sticks.
0: Bring your goodie like, bag.
1: Yeah, it's worth three points. Like, you know, without the touchdown, when you get a touchdown, it's worth one point. So how about you just make a lot of those? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't be missing those.
0: <laughs> Need those definitely when you're facing that team like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, number five. That will score a lot of points. What is got doing?
2: Yeah, speaking, speaking about <clears throat> bringing that same energy – how about those linebackers on Saturday night, especially with uh, true freshman Stephen Dix Jr. in his first career start? Uh, he looked very well, and he <clears throat> he played just about every snap on defense. And then also Emmett Rice thought he by far played his best game of the season, was physical yes. at the line of scrimmage all night. Mm-hmm. And outside of a, a couple passes to the tight end where Dick's got Dix Dick's got faked out, I think, on the
0: play action by Howell. It was a, a great showing by linebackers. So. Led, led the team in tackles as a true uh, true freshman. And you know what? I like it. Let them let get those mistakes. Like you said, Carlos, what do you call them, MAs, where you, know, you go back yeah. and look at film and you see what missed. you missed out on? Because he's going to be a stud at linebacker. I mean – but throw him in there early so he can get down look at film and then you have him by the end, by the end of this season, he's going to end up being a really good product. So then whenever you move into the next season, it's going to be,
1: and what's what's crazy is a lot of people don't understand is like, like Logan said, he's like, like what I said, he's going to have a lot of MAs because he's young. He's not, I mean, in high school, he's probably the most dominant kid on the field, you know, in college, He's probably not the most dominant guy, but he's learning to compete with the guys around him. He's learning how strong he is compared to other offensive linemen he's hitting and shedding blocks off of or tight ends or whatnot. Learning how to coverage against, learn how to cover against different tight ends, different slots. And he's learning, he's gonna have a lot of missing assignments, but he's also learning as the season goes on. He's played a solid game, but a team of tackles, like you just said, I guess number five team in the country, who's supposed to have what? Two of the best backs in the conference one of the best rushing games in the conference, and also, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in, in college football. So, I mean, I'll take that any day of the week, a freshman playing like that. I mean, he played to a high standard. And, um, you know, shout-out to the linebacker core.
3: Yeah, we talked about on the instant Reaction how his instincts were just – they were off the charts. Like, he just seemed like mm-hmm. he was always around the ball. And as long as – now that he has film that he can learn from all these errors from, it's much easier for him to learn instead of just sitting back on the bench just getting 10 reps a game. It's, it's By the end of the season, like you mentioned, it's going to be a much different product from what we're seeing from Steven Dix.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and the, the only team. thing the only thing that really concerned me about the linebackers is I just really didn't see Amari Gaynor out there so that much. And you know I'm sure that has to do with Florida State playing a lot of 4-2-5 against North Carolina to try and mitigate that spread. And I did see Gaynor get in on a, a big fourth down stop early in the game, but he did not play – as much as he was the other game. So, I mean, if anything. I mean, anyway, we, I mean
1: when, you, when you're thinking about Amari's stature, you think about Emmitt, how Emmett's built. You think about how Dix is built. You think mm-hmm. about the run game North Carolina supposedly had. I mean, if you watch the game on the TV, you they, they presented the two, the dynamic duo. So, you're thinking the run game was gonna be prevalent and you've probably seen it on film. So, you're probably preparing for a thicker, you know, let's stop the run kind of game. Amari isn't what we would call quote-unquote, built for that. But we talked about an instant reaction. Could Amari play outside? Could he be on the edge? Could he rush? Who would he Mm -hmm. replace? We talked about that. I mean, so, I mean, I I, I think he is what we would call – I mean, he reminds me a lot of Telvin. He can play – Telvin could have played safety at Florida State if he wanted to. He played Mike instead. A lot of Terrence Smith that that played at Florida State. He can play anywhere on the field where you put him. I mean, I think it was just a game situation where – he plugged in on, on, a, on a key fourth and short. I mean, he played a couple snaps, but I think we prepared for the run game. And I think the young guy stepped in and played, played a good game in, in, in his absence. I mean, yeah, I think – It worked out. Came, it, yeah, like, yeah, like you said, it worked out.
0: Yeah, Norvell also commented, I think, on Monday's press conference that, yeah – uh, the gainer, he didn't see a lot of playing time just because of the game plan that they had moving forward. But he did say we're going to see a lot of 33 on Saturday against Louisville. So that'll be I mean, nice to see. And, you know, you look at 46-2, Lundy's still learning. But, man, I you know, Nate has always been high on him. He interviewed him a ton during his recruitment. But I think the future is five. definitely bright. 55,
1: 55. talked. Yeah. yeah, Hey, that kid, I'm telling you now, hear me now. <laughs> if that, the more reps that kid gets and the more plays he continue to makes, he's going to be a star because he, he he doesn't get a lot of reps. And when he does t- touch the field, he's making a play. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like he's around that football. And the more time he gets in the game, more reps he's going to get, the more experience he gonna, he's going to He's going to be a dominant force when he touches the grass. And I can't wait to continue to watch him play.
0: I yep. can't. Because then you also know that you've got another guy that you can sit, switch around with, love it. Yep. true Thompson wasn't in that game too, and he stepped up and he made plays, and that's what you want to see. And yep. uh, it, was, it was a good performance by that D-line, but I want to see it again. I, I want to yep. see it against a lesser opponent on that offensive line because North Carolina has got a better product at offensive line than uh, Louisville. I want to I see them amp it up. Amp it up, man! It shouldn't even really be that close, man. See Take some care. domination this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I want to see some nastiness. Uh, all right, let's jump into basketball real quick before we get into questions. Austin, you got a little update here on Florida State versus UF?
3: Yeah, the annual Leonard Hamilton owns Mike White and University of Florida date is set for December twelfth on a Saturday. That's uh, a scrimmage game for them. Yeah, it's right? a scrimmage. Like at this point, we'll be playing. We'll be we'll be playing uh, the green team with like eight minutes left in the second half. <laughs> Carlos, if you don't know what the green team is, those are
0: walk-ons. Oh, those are the walk-ons ah. for basketball. The green, green team. Vipers. The green oh, Vipers. Sleep, man, <laughs> oh, you
3: guys And they did just get a new walk-on too.
0: Oh yeah, what's the update? Florida they got a new walk-on. Yeah, they
3: got a new walk-on, Max Thorpe. I literally don't know anything about him because I literally just found out as we're starting <laughs> the podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. Hopefully, Max has got it, man. Who yeah. whose name had Thorpe at the end of it? It was good. Kafanza Thorpe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah all right well if he can live up to that at least on basketball we're good to go but yeah florida state for tim thorpe, the thorpe award yeah yeah the thorpe award too florida wow. state versus uf scheduled for december 12th in tallahassee and that doesn't even seem that far away if we're really thinking about it but yeah i already sent in my donation to extend to mike white because i really think he's doing a good job in gainesville uh He's really awesome. Uh, just really keeps the games close. I think I was there last season, where just after going into the second half, I was like, "Well, this is kind of already over. Who wants to go get some drinks?" Um, either way, I was going to go drink. You know that, but uh, yeah. Extend Mike White. Really good basketball coach in Gainesville. Love him.
3: Yeah, I think someone noted on Twitter last time Florida beat Florida State in basketball. Scotty Barnes, our our pride and joy freshman, was twelve.
0: Jeez. Yeah, there's been some good things about uh Scotty Barnes going around right now, right, Austin? A lot of Yeah,
3: he's he grew another inch. He's up to six foot nine. He's still playing point guard. He's up to two hundred thirty pounds. He's basically Ben Simmons. That can Jesus. shoot a little bit. It's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I wonder how many fans are gonna be letting in there too, cause I need to go in there for Dunk Show City. Uh all right, let's jump into some questions here. So we just did a, like a little last minute thing. We got about like we've got about 10 questions here, which we'll run through fairly quickly. So we get all of them. Uh, this is mainly coming from our Patreon members and the discord and also some of our Instagram followers, but let's jump into the first one here. Gotta love it. This is from our moderator, uh, big guard university in discord. He says, why does Austin still work at McDonald's?
3: You're terrible. I, I don't need to respond. Like I just, I don't need to. Thank you, Austin. It's not worth my time.
0: <laughs> All right, We'll move on from that one. Look, we're moving nice and quickly here. All right. Uh, what do the Null game day staff members uh, predict for college football going into week six? So oh, I guess I, I'm guessing he's saying college football playoffs. I'm guessing this is from Ben in our discord. Uh, anybody got any playoff predictions while we're almost halfway through the season? Practically,
3: well, well, we're halfway through three conferences seasons. We still have the Big Ten that kicks off this weekend, and I don't know—is the Pac-12 going back? I don't know if they are yet.
0: I don't know, and I don't care. Honestly,
3: yeah, I, yeah, honestly, but now yeah. I mean,
1: who, who, I mean, who's in the top ten? in The Pac-12. Nobody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying,
3: but if, if the Big Ten comes back, you got Ohio State to think about. That's it. Um, yeah. Outside of that, obviously, Bama, Clemson. Who's gonna be two. that
0: fourth? Yeah, would be the I can fourth. see Georgia
3: being up there if they don't lose another game. Florida yeah. State, baby. Uh, oh, put us season. in.
0: Dustin's gone from Debbie Downer to now being the biggest cheerleader. Check State. him out.
1: Check him out.
0: I don't really know who I put it for. I agree with Austin. I've got probably Ohio State when he comes in. Justin Fields is going to be, do his thing. Clemson. I mean, yeah, I would have, have to give it to Ohio State. But who's the fourth? Who's the fourth?
1: Ohio State. They haven't played any football.
0: But who else are you going to – what were the other three then? Who are you picking?
1: Ohio State, Clemson. Notre Dame's
0: still undefeated. Bama.
1: Who else is undefeated?
0: Notre Dame, right?
3: I don't see them making it. Yeah, I don't
1: like them. They're not getting
3: in. So no, who I don't up. like them either.
1: <laughs> who else? They're not getting in. Who
0: else? Wait, is it Pac-12? Uh, I, I've literally not cared about them. I literally don't.
1: I don't think – nobody in the Pac-12 is in the top ten, though.
3: Yeah,
2: there's not. I, like,
0: closest, who's the, who's the closest
2: team? Pac-12 team is Oregon. They're ranked
0: 13 right now. Yeah, I just want to say. And I'm good on yeah, that. Oregon's mine if I were to go to a Pac-12 team. But I think there's going to be a Big Ten team that kind of – Here's like, my
1: question. How do you hold rank well, without been playing a football game?
0: I don't know. Well, they did that. – they've been – this whole ranking system has been screwed this whole season, obviously. I don't know who's going to step up and be number four. I think it's going to be a shock. So, I'm not going to – Say after
3: Yeah, you, you've got two pretty much locks in Clemson and Bama. They're Ohio State, if they live up to their standard, then after that, it's it, it's really a toss-up. I, I think it could be Georgia if they went out. Um, and For, if, or Notre Dame. That no, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I could. But I could Notre see Dame's it.
1: gonna blow it, man. Our Notre Dame's yeah. gonna blow it, man. Gonna, they gonna always piss down their leg. Yeah, every time, fight fight. every time, every chance, every time Notre Dame is going to fight, the all fighting Irish, they're going to win it again, and they piss down their leg. Every time. <laughs> every time.
3: They're, they're going to lose a Clemson by 30, and then they're going to lose a, a random a, game by a field goal. Yeah. Every year.
0: Uh, all right, this next question is from David Ulrey says, do we see a letdown performance Saturday after a great team win last week? Which is a good question here, which we were kind of noting to – uh, but yeah, what do you guys think? Does this is this going to be a letdown game on Saturday, or are they going to keep this energy?
1: What is considered a letdown? Like, what is considered a letdown? Do you do you want them to go out and score thirty-one in the first half in this game? Like, I mean, you're going to see a different scheme. Louisville's going to be hyped because they just played a great game against Notre Dame. They're going to be protecting their house against first they who just beat North Carolina, so they're going to be pumped against a good, uh, 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 a rejuvenated Florida State team. So. What kind of performance are you expecting? I'm expecting consistency. I'm I'm expecting D-line play to be consistent as it was last week. I express Asante to be Asante. I expect our role players to be role players. I expect what we seen last week collectively as a group moving forward progressively the same kind of progression. I'm not I'm not looking for a unicorn and 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 fairy dust to fall out the sky and us to be like a whole new team because we're not. We're still going to be progressing. I just want to see more progress. That's all yeah. I want
3: to see. I'm not going to expect anything just because we're still figuring out what this team is. Yes. And I, w- I want to see them move past. I mean, we keep mentioning. It, I want to see them move past this loser blood mentality. I don't want to see them get complacent after one win. I want to see yeah. them come out and dominate. I'm not going to expect it, but I want to see it. I want to see it happen.
2: hmm yeah. yeah, like you said, I, I think after after last week's win over North Carolina. The guys are really starting to believe in norvell and the staff's message even more especially now that you you can put a signature win behind that message that they've been preaching since they got to florida state so i i think the coaching staff is going to keep them accountable and you know hold them up to what how we expect them to perform
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i feel more comfortable under this coaching staff norvell most certainly of making sure they have tunnel vision and not being so distracted after beating North Carolina on Saturday. If if we see a team that comes out and they're, and they're able to, you know, have a first half, but also finish a game. That is huge. That's where I'm like, okay, things are, things are going in the really good direction here. That that's, That'd be huge. That's huge because usually even Florida State, even under Jim Fisher, to beat be sometimes where some games were a lot closer than they should have been, but this is going to be a huge game on Saturday, probably for the rest of the season. This is going to be a huge one on the, to see if these guys have the right, right mentality on how to be able to compete with lesser opponents. They had a great win against a really good team, but they're about to face a team that still is decent, but not anywhere close to North Carolina right now. Um, and they have a new coach and Satterfield too, and, and there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that go into it. Also, I think Jordan Travis. I know that there's not like a not like a crazy storyline, but he transfers from Louisville to uh, Florida State. He's now going back to Louisville to fit, play in that stadium. Interested to see how his mentality is going to be. You could see a guy really uh, uh, put on a show on Saturday. Which uh, he said he's been quiet about it. He said he doesn't really care about it, but that's in it's in his brain. And uh, interested to keep an eye on.
3: And I think them going into the game as an underdog is going to help. If they had come into the game as favorites, I think we'd be like, oh, boy, here we go again. Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, to answer that question, like, the question, like, I just – more progress. Just more of what we've already seen and just make it crisper know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Make it look fluent. Make it look more natural. Like, that's what Florida State does. That's the first that we're going to be seeing, and that's what we're going to be seeing moving forward. And that's how it's going to look. It's going to look fluent. It's going to be our identity. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see guys flying around making plays. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see the little bumps and bruises out of our young guys because we play a lot of young guys. You know what I'm saying? I want to see more of what we – are going to see not more of just a bunch of random shit that we ain't seen before. Like, no, I'm saying we're going to see more progress. Know what I'm saying I want to see a whole new bunch of stuff we ain't never seen. And I think that's like what the answer to the question is just progress, more progress. Don't expect nothing to fall out the sky and we to be in the wall, the holy grail. That's not going to happen because we we're still figuring out what we got going on. But I mean, just expect to see more progress, and that's all I want.
0: This next not question. too high, not too low. Yeah. This next question is from Hoff. asks, what actually happened with Brandon Jennings? Um, Nate's not on here, but, I mean, I think it was really a product on the field for right now with Florida State's defense and how the season was going, and I think that's what probably led for Brandon Jennings to flip to Michigan. That's just my – opinion things could change i think uh, and the end of it I, I don't think brandon jennings is fully out of it with florida state but obviously he goes to michigan but uh i don't know i think it was just a product on the field for jennings uh, can i ask y'all a question though how no. many games
1: they played this year what their record looked like this year so that they doesn't they're, kid does they're ranked yeah, but that, but, but until they play a football game, and I mean, I understand, and I'm not, I'm not a recruit, but just for the listeners, like, I mean, for that's a big time recruit, and I mean, that's a big time motivation for other kids to also come to your school. So understand, like that kid flipping is 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 maybe may a decision that, like Logan said, we're not pro- producing on the field to attract kids right now, and we didn't have that when Taggart was here. And you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, I think it's something that when Michigan starts playing football, they don't look too big, look too good. Who knows if he sticks there? So I mean, I don't think it's nothing to panic about. I think it's, it's a part of recruiting game. Will look will look good to you and always good for you. So I mean, we're gonna continue to recruiting, I guarantee. But it is kind of um, it it is kind of it, it does kind of hurt to lose a big time recruit like that for other recruits to see it. You know, it is something to look at
0: uh who this is next question is from chief nugget junkie from our discord big guy supports us uh who are your impact players versus louisville and he also adds in and from louisville but we'll probably let's just do since we have a lot of questions let's just do who are your impact players versus louisville let's go through it quickly uh i'll go first impact for me uh is going to be i think again i think that's going to be a big game for jordan travis in this one I want to see him throw a little bit too, but I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna run all over the place against Louisville. And then defensively, for me, uh, I want to see who this other guy is going to be on the opposite side of Asante Samuel Jr. Who's it going to be? Who's going to step up? Is it going to be Miko Dotson? Is, uh, Jerry Jones is good to go, which there's some optimism he'll be there Saturday. Is he going to be out there playing? Who is going to be opposite over there? So whoever that opposite guy is I think needs to have a big game because I already know what I get, got in Insante Samuel Jr.
3: Yeah, I think on, I'm going to start on defense. I think Steven Dix Jr., again, is going to have a big game. I think he's going to I think he's gonna set the tempo for the defense, really making some impact plays, some big hits. Um, and I just think each week he's going to grow more. He's going to learn more. He's going to be a bigger impact on the field. Offensively, I think it's going to be Keyshawn Hunt. I think he's going to have another big – Another few catches down the field, making those contested catches is going to be huge for Jordan Travis, because um, you know the you know the defense is going to key in on Jordan Travis running the ball as they should. Yeah, on offense,
2: <clears throat> Louisville is uh, very susceptible against the run. One of the the bottom half of the conference's worst again against the run on defense this season. So I think that that tandem of uh, Jordan Travis and LaDamian Webb is going to have a very Productive weekend yet again on the ground. Also love to see Corbin get sprinkled in there a little bit as well, especially with maybe some screen passes. And defensively, um, you know, I've been talking about wanting to see consistency again from the defensive line. I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to step up again this, this weekend and, you know, shut down a Louisville offense that really likes to rely on the one, the run as well with uh, Javion Hawkins.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, This next question is up that I don't got it down on here I'll name it after we talk about it But uh, this question says from our Instagram and what ways have you seen improvement from the offensive line? from this year compared to previous years and I think this is a pretty good topic because You know a lot of people you know, we haven't seen week by week progress the last two years, but now you're seeing guys and it might be, it's probably easier under Jordan Travis and the way that they're going to run this scheme, but uh, these running backs are able to find some holes, which if you look back at it last two years, Cam Akers was getting tackled right off the friggin' rip, man. Uh, there is progress happening. Coach Atkins is going to get a raise uh, just from just a little tiny bit of uh, progress, but yeah, the offensive line is improving in my opinion and very well.
3: Yeah. Cause you can, I mean, you can see we have like two or three plays at drive where we have clean pockets. When was the last time that happened?
0: Ugh, I know. Yeah. Jordan Travis is having time uh, to throw down the field. Uh, this next question is, all right. So that was, that one was from Brandon Wayne. This next one is from Elijah. Asked, based on how FSU football has played so far this season and how they have progressed each week, where do you see them by the end of the year and how will it affect recruiting? Who wants to take that?
2: This is a tough one. Um, you know, early in the season, I, I think we were all a little dismayed by what we were seeing on the football field from Florida State. And I'm sure some of that had to trickle down to the recruiting recruiting class as well because they just – They weren't seeing that production on the field yet, but, you know, ever since that Jacksonville state game, it feels like a switch has sort of been flipped and we've been seeing more and more positives from, from Florida state each week. And as long as they can continue to build on that, continue to build off this message that the coaching staff is bringing to Florida state, I think, you know, in the end, by the end of the season, things are going to be just fine with the recruiting class, obviously got to find a linebacker to or a couple linebackers to replace Brandon Jennings but other than that everything else is developing pretty solidly at the moment and as long as Florida State doesn't just you know somehow fall off the rails as the season goes on I think everything's going to end up all right they'll probably get a, a top a top 20 recruiting class I would say
0: this next question is from Gabriel asks is Jordan Travis the future of this team and how does this affect the recruitment? I'm guessing in the quarterback department. Um, and I've, I've kind of been, I, I kind of get ticked because whenever we're doing IG Lives or something like that, I'm always getting questioned. question, you know, well, what's going on with Trevor Purdy? We haven't seen Trevor Purdy yet. Am I, am I on drugs? Am I, I don't know. Maybe this candle might be on something. But did Jordan Travis have a very competitive game against Notre Dame, number five in the country at South Bend? And then beat the number five team in the country against North Carolina the next week. Am, am I am I on drugs or something? There's so much talk about the Chubba Purdy. Got to see Purdy. Got to see another quarterback. All this kind of stuff. W- what is happening? I mean, it's the Florida State fan base. It's few of them. I got to say that every time or I'll get canceled. But there's a few of them that just aren't pleased enough with that with, with the quarterback that just beat the number five team in the country. I don't know. I think it's something that it, it just irritates me. I don't understand it. You're Obviously.
1: Logan, but are, are, are is, is is Travis the only quarterback on the roster, of his kind,
0: right now? Is yeah, it the
1: only mo. So you asked about recruiting You're also in that question. Are we are we recruiting quarterbacks? Are we recruiting more dual threat? Are we recruiting quarterbacks to sit in the pocket and make passes down the field? So yes, Blackman's is is a, a pro style quarterback. He's in the pocket. Am I am I am I correct? Mm-hmm, yeah. What is Travis? He's a dual threat. Our offense changed. offense moved down the field. So, yes, our recruiting is going to change. Mm -hmm. Do we know that yet? Who knows? Because we have a freshman quarterback that has expectations to play and be the next, no – we expect no party to come in and be it, right? We want to see him come in and play. That's the expectation. But he's not like Jordan Travis.
0: Mm And right now, He can move. You know what I'm saying?
1: He can move, but – 13, 13, he's he the, like Willie Beeman from any given Sunday. No, I, I get what you're
2: saying. Beaman, I just mean, he's, he's the closest. Like
1: 13 out of the plan. Like, like the he got the closest thing bad to Williams. a
2: dual threat. As Travis.
1: So, I'm just saying, well, is it going to change recruiting moving forward? I think watching Jordan Travis play, a lot of kids are in high school. I have a shot to go to Florida State now. I I, I, I want to play quarterback at Florida State because they, he looks like what I look like. He plays the way I play the game. Is that is that the style of football? Are we going to be seeing moving forward? I think that goes into the rest of the season. What we're going to look at this week? We've seen it twice already. We've seen it. Per, we've seen it. The rough draft of it in South Bend. We've seen you no know, a couple chapters of it come out and play against Notre Dame. I want to see the closing. I want to see it start finishing out that book. You know, I mean, I want to see it. You get what I'm saying? I want to see. I want to see. I want to see the finished project going to look like.
3: Yeah, going back to the question, I, I don't think Travis is the future, but he's a really good bridge. Like, until we get the offensive line we want and the skill around the quarterback that we need, he's the perfect bridge quarterback for what Florida State needs. But Austin, he's a sophomore. 25.
1: He's going to be a sophomore no, next I understand. year. Who's the, who's the future?
3: I, I'm not saying it's Purdy. I'm not saying it's Altmire. But I'm saying he's a really good bridge quarterback. I don't think he's going to be top two. But my two question is, that, that
1: be, I, I feel you, but with that being said, and the dynamic that he's actually playing and what he's doing for this team. You've taken a kid, if he wasn't gonna be the future, you should have never put him in, in in the damn game because you should have took those MAs and those lumps with those freshmen, Altmire or Purdy, who was gonna be the future of the team. You took a kid who's different from a lot of quarterbacks on your roster, more dynamic, more fluent in, in with with his legs, and you plug the man and you beat a top five team in the country. He's not the future of your program. You're going to let him lead this team and finish that season and rip that shit from him? No, you're going to lose your program for years. I'm not saying, that. I'm not but, saying that. But but, but, he, but he's a sophomore. He's going to be a sophomore next year. He's not the future of your program, Austin.
3: He's going he to, to compete. Absolutely. I'm not saying you absolutely ripped the job away from him. But you're going to three him.
1: that. But okay, this is a sophomore this year, a sophomore next year. That's four years of being a starter in your school. You are the future of the program. You are gonna be the face of this program next year coming the spring and the summer into your next sophomore season at Florida State, which will be your junior your junior year. What I'm saying is he is the that you you can't take it from him. He has earned it, obviously. He has now proven that he can be the face and he can ride this thing out. So if he's not the future, then why put him in there? Why give him the shot? Why not take the risk with the MAs, with the young guys, if they don't see him being the future of this program? This year is not going to count.
0: I will say I think it was almost a little shocking, even for the staff, too, to see Jordan Travis, because nobody's seen it, not not even the staff either, under at least Florida State film, maybe maybe during practice, but during games of Jordan Travis actually being able to throw. Obviously, he's not not a threat at throwing, but he will take shots and have you explosive plays, which will turn into seven points. So I think that was something that maybe shocked the team. If not, I think it was about to be uh, – Chuba Purdy was about to get thrown in there. He wasn't fully healthy yet. Luke Altmyer comes in next season, which is going to be a uh, an insane quarterback battle, which I'm excited about getting to talk about this offseason. But right now, like, like Austin said, I do think it's a nice – he might he might be the starter for – right now I'm expecting Jordan Travis to be a starter no matter what going into next season. Um and if things aren't going well from there on, I think it's a better discussion to have this now. But I think if we're talking about the future of him being the starter next season, most certainly, unless something goes terribly wrong, uh, then uh, I expect Jordan to be out there next season as a starter. Because uh, Luke Altmeier is coming in, and, and there's a lot of good things to like about Altmyer. That is that is Norvell's. But, Austin, style. does it change recruiting?
3: Like the question, uh, did recruiting? I don't think it changes recruiting, honestly. I think they're still going to go after the guys that they think fit Norvell's system. I think Norvell's done a great job of adapting to what he has right now, and that's a okay. little bit different.
0: And, and Norvell had to pick, had the last, uh, had to pick really quickly and tried to flip, uh, Trevor Purdy. That wasn't really his guy. Luke Altmyer is his child. Um, you know, <laughs> Purdy is kind of like the last little pick of the crop there. Well, he definitely wants.
2: Let's let's not just you know shoot down Purdy's town He definitely wanted Chubba Purdy yeah, in Tallahassee. To, yeah, he'd been going they had, they, to Tallahassee. Yeah, they'd too. had an established relationship since he had been at Arizona State. So it was Austin, definitely a guy he
1: was familiar with and wanted to bring with him to Tallahassee. Do you – Do you, Do you? Austin, are you, you – you and Nate, you and Nate, y'all grind the gears just the right way, and I like picking you guys' brain. So with <laughs> – do, you, do you, I know? Because I I I like what you said, and it and it hit home. I'm I'm it's, I'm really it's really working on me. But with that, do you believe that next year is going to be a true quarterback battle with those guys? Because they you're gonna he's gonna continue to recruit for his system. Do you think Travis just gave us the best chance to get by, and it's and it turned into something we didn't didn't expect, or do you think he's playing to the capabilities that he's able to play to?
3: It- To me, if you don't go into next season with a true quarterback battle, you're wasting a summer, and you're wasting an offseason. Granted, I have this basketball mindset where the best guy's going to play no matter what. I don't care about seniority. I know football, sometimes seniority matters, sometimes it doesn't. I saw saw it with John Isaac. He came in right away, took that starting job away from some really talented guys on that Florida State roster, and we've seen it throughout the years. We're seeing it now with Scotty Barnes, who's going to be starting over Raquan Evans and some of these other guys. To me, if Altmaier comes in, and he's better than Travis. He should absolutely start. If Purdy's healthy this offseason, he's better than Travis and Altmaier. He should start. I think Travis is a good quarterback, and I think he's getting us by right now. But he's he's getting us he's giving us the best chance to win, which Norvell needs to sell his system.
1: Okay, I agree. Okay, I, t- I, t- I totally understand what your point of view and your stance. Then. I totally understand.
0: Hey, I think CBS, maybe Fox, ESPN should sign us. I mean, we look like a first take Stephen A. Smith, Max Colorman. No, no. I think we should. No, but like I really
1: like Nate, him and Nate. Like, no, D. Lou says something every now and I, then, but Austin <laughs> Nate. Really makes I, really I'm, kick, st-
0: I'm Stephen A. Smith's biggest fan. I'm Stephen A. Smith's biggest fan. I, I love entertainment, man. It got to be something. You know, Dustin just agrees with everything I say because I'm smart as hell. So um, you Balls. don't come after me. <laughs> All right, let's go. We got to get to these quickly, because we got to go to our predictions for 4th State versus Louisville. And right, about four questions left. Uh, this is also from Gabriel. He says, how important uh, the last week win was to the, to the Norville era? Do you think it was a warning to the ACC? Quick answers.
1: No warning. But it was, it was a staple win for his recruiting, for the team moving forward. Just something to build on.
3: Mm-hmm. I I agree with Flos, not a warning, but like an eyebrow raiser. Like, oh, we got to keep our eye on Tallahassee.
1: Capabilities.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next question is from Steven Jacobson saying, seeing how Jordan Travis played under Mike Norvell, do you think Willie should have given Jordan Travis a chance as a true starter? And if so, do you think Willie would still be the head coach?
3: There's a lot Willie should have (laughs) done.
0: I think that's the (laughs) answer. Willie should have said no when they called (laughs) to the hit decline yeah that that that's actually probably the answer but most certainly i, I think it. Would, like we said earlier i mean i think it was a shock to see that jordan travis can can toss the ball he can actually throw maybe he might might have had to get the rust off of his arm but he can make throws he can make explosive throws he can have deep shots um so yeah i think there was a which lot which bears
2: of, to the point why didn't why didn't they ever give him a chance yeah why didn't they dustin i don't know Can you take a guess? Well, I mean, you already said it earlier. He didn't have a a lot of his throws on film, but, like, during games and stuff like that. But, obviously, Willie Taggart and the rest of that coaching staff was watching him at practice each day. So, I'm just wondering what they saw, I guess, compared to what Mike Norvell is seeing from Travis now and what are the kind of differences that made Mike Norvell to go ahead and roll with Travis.
0: And if you look back at it, I mean – you know, it's not like Mike Norvell is like, oh, he, he knew more than Willie Tiger, blah, 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 He still rolled out true freshman Tate Roadmaker before Jordan Travis came out. And we saw, <laughs> oh, Jordan Travis can throw. Oh, he can play a game. Oh, he can finish the game. Um, You know, so it's not like we're, we're giving so much heat to Willie Tiger. Mike Norvell still had to learn for himself, too. So it's not like we're at least, you know, I don't want to go in that way of just shaming Taggart for that. He still threw out Tate Roadmaker from, you know, we we learned how that went. Um, So, yeah. Next question is from Landon. After watching the North Carolina game, do you think our defense is capable of stopping Trevor Lawrence?
3: I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. (laughs) I don't know. The only thing stopping Trevor Lawrence is him opting out. Can
1: I? I I, I, I want to ask him a question. Can his question get back to him? Do you watch football? Like, I want to ask him, like, (laughs) does he really be watching football? Like, do you, like, I get it. Like, I understand, like, you like what you like. We're progressing, people. No, we're not capable of stopping Trevor Lawrence.
0: No, I I think there's obviously positives most certainly after that first half defense. And even, I don't want to, I'm not trying to give too much of a hard time to the second half defense because things can be switched. 27 was getting bullied. um, And Florida State's offense couldn't find anything. If Florida State could have scored and they went at 38 to seven, I think a lot of North Carolina would have quit. And I think it would just have been a massacre after that, but Florida State's offense still should have been scoring. It shouldn't even been close. But uh, off of the first half performance by the defense was great. Uh, but I mean, it, it's it's Clemson right now. Uh, they are at the peak of peaks. Uh, this other one actually is. Not, we're already thinking about Clemson too much, which I hope this I hope uh, the team isn't. But after watching. Uh, This is actually more into this question. If not, what do we have to improve on to be prepared for the Clemson game? And what can we do on offense to get some tempo if we start the drive inside our own 10-yard line?
1: To be prepared for the Clemson game, we got to go beat Louisville. That's how we prepare for Clemson. We go handle Louisville. We go put more good stuff on film. We put less MAs on film. We put more corrections on film. We put more more fluent football, more solid football, more complete football on film. And that's how we prepare for Clemson. Then Clemson got to look at the film and be like, oh, shit, it's nothing. Like, <laughs> there's no errors on the field. Like, you know, we got to go play perfect football. That's how we prepare for Clemson. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's, that's the only thing we can do. Is is go out and play the next opponent, not worry about them because they're not worried about us. I guarantee you that.
3: Yeah, being prepared for Clemson and these other programs, like if we make a bowl game, which I think we will at this point, um, we have to put more to get. We have to put more than one great game together, and not even one great game, one great half. Like we won that game because we we're so great in the first half, and the defense made enough stops in the second half. If we can be great for let's let's be great for an entire game and see where we go from there.
0: I I go back to what Carlos said, too, on our instant reaction. And, you know, a lot of people were angry, and then most certainly allowing Sam Howell and North Carolina to come back like that. But it was really interesting to see Florida State go take care of adversity and come out with a win. You know, that has been a problem for Florida State for multiple years where they get set in adversity. Adversary? I can't even speak. Adversity. And they cannot get out of it and get a win. Like, that's something – we've seen where they'll just fall down. Uh, they won't want to compete and they just let, you know, it take over them as a whole and as a, as a team. And they don't want to finish the games and they, they came up strong and the defense did what they needed to do. Uh, North Carolina might've had a few drops, but that's just how football games go.
2: All right. Yeah. So y'all talked about the Clemson part of that question. I'll talk about the, the second part. He said, um, what can we do on offense to get some tempo if we start the drive inside our own 10-yard line? And I would I would point back to the play that Florida State made this weekend when Jordan Travis, I don't know if you want to call it a play action, but it looked like he was going to um, keep it himself. And instead, he stepped he back and then threw it right over the middle to the tight end, the walk-on tight end who ran for a big gain. So...
1: When he's from Memphis, up, people. Yeah, he's, he's from Memphis. From Memphis.
3: And
2: when you're yeah. backed up that far, <laughs> in the shadow of your own goal line, you know, little misdirection plays, play action, things like that to catch the defense off guard. I mean, that's perfect. And that play call from from Norvell at that moment was picture perfect. It was beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of creative. Uh... Positives. looking forward, the future is bright with this offense. And, you know, Norvell has been told by colleagues and analysts that he is a mastermind and is really, really smart with drawing up plays, definitely when they're put into some uh, tough situations. And it showed like this and said that play with Preston Daniels was perfecto, beautiful. Uh, all right, so that's it for all the questions. Let's jump real quick into Florida State versus Louisville. They're playing at noon on ESPN Three right now. The spread is at five for Louisville. I think yesterday was a six, but it's gone down to five. Off of what I just checked earlier this afternoon. But yeah, I'm Louisville four and a half. See, oh, it's dropping. It is dropping, people. Vegas, Vegas is hearing some things out of Tallahassee. Maybe you know something's going on. Yeah, uh, sure. But yeah, four and a half. It's dropped from six to four and a half. Carlos, are you a big betting man? I gamble.
1: I can't kind of tell y'all something. I don't gamble unless it's on myself, and I only it's only one thing I gamble on. That's my feet, and my feet has never failed me. So if any of y'all know people want to want to lose somebody in the foot race, y'all let them. Y'all hit me up, hit my line. You
0: think? You think you can take me on right now?
1: Logan, I'll blow Stop. the doors off your ass.
0: Stop. That is ridiculous. You think so?
1: You drank way too much netty ice. <laughs> you drank way too walk. much netty. ice. I'm I I am a supreme this weekend
0: athlete.
1: yet. I'm a supreme athlete. Like you were tripping.
0: Mm, I don't know if you want any of that right now, Logan. Are we, are we gonna get on film too? Meet me on Madison. What's up? Meet me on Madison. What's good? What's up?
1: <laughs> Meet me on Madison. Hey uh, people, y'all listen. No game day. We gonna have a um a foot race on Madison. We gonna, so we'll who's
0: Dustin? Wait, hold up. Who's Dustin? I'll wave. Race?
2: I'll wave the I'll wave the damn flag. I ain't. <laughs> yeah. race, I ain't racing those. I'm pulling
0: out. What you talking about? I pull a hamstring,
1: we'll have bro. Them two doing correspondence right there. Austin <laughs> and Dustin <laughs> doing correspondence. Right what you talking about?
3: We'll do this live. We'll do it live. we we'll do, no, do it live, baby. I'll do some <laughs> live reporting from Charlotte. I got it. <laughs> I'll put you through
0: Zoom. Oh man. All right. Well, all right. So let's just give our score prediction. We've talked a lot about what Florida state needs to do with this game. Um, And we've had a few questions about it. So we've already talked about Florida state Louisville enough. Let's get into our score predictions here. Is this where Florida state begins its winning streak? Does Mike Norvell get his second ACC win in a row? Florida state is going to Louisville. They are one and four right now. Uh, they're averaging about 24 points a game. Uh, will the defense show up again? We'll see. What do you guys think? 35-21. Florida State. 35-21. Carlos. Who's a player, player of the game? Player of the game? Uh,
1: offensively, I'm going to go with Webb. I think Webb has over 100 rushing yards. I think he has 10-plus touches. Um, I'm talking about catches, rushing, 10-plus touches, period. Um, special teams, I think Travis J is our special teams player of the game. I think he has a couple good returns. If he gets a, 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 able, a couple good returns. Um, I think he has a couple special team opportunities. Um, defensively, I I would like to see our our front four across the board. I think defensively, I want to see those guys be the defensive players of the game. So I'm going to go with Webb, I'm going to go with Travis J on our special teams, our defensive front. For the players of the game, 35-21 is going to be my score, Florida State's way.
0: Okay.
3: Dustin, I'll let you go.
1: I'm going to go, I'm going
2: to say Florida State starts a winning winning streak this week. Uh, I'm going to go Florida State 31, Louisville 20. And really, I just think it's going to come down to Florida State's offense and more productive than than Louisville's and not turning the ball over. Louisville, they've had some struggles offensively this season despite what they're able to do on the ground. They've thrown five picks. They've lost nine fumbles, and they've allowed 48 tackles for loss. I think this is a a good spot for FSU's defense to keep building on what they did last week against North Carolina, just continue that consistency over. And like Carlos said, with Damian Webb, he's going to have a good game. Travis is going to do some things on the ground and enough through his air be able to get Florida State this win?
3: Yeah, I'm going to agree with most of the sentiments here so far. I think Florida State's starting to find their footing while Louisville's still stumbling on some rocky ground. Um, and Louisville's really susceptible to giving up big plays. I think we're going to see some some long runs by Webb. I think we're going to see some big catches by, whether it be Keyshawn Helton or Wilson or someone else. Um, I think Florida State goes up. And wins kind of convincingly, like somewhere in the 40-24 range. Um, Florida State's taken so much from Louisville over the last few years, whether it be <laughs> whether it be Jordan Travis, Josh Griffiths, whether it be have a Purdy, <laughs> yeah, Purdy, their entire basketball team's mentality. I think I think we go up there and take another another W.
0: Okay, convincingly. Okay, I'm I'm right there with you, Austin. I felt really good about this all week. I I saw a lot. On Saturday night, obviously was a tough second half, but I think things, some of those things can be fixed um, with a little bit of coaching. But I, I got to see guys ready to fight. I wanted to see that same energy they had against number five, North Carolina. You know, as a number five team, you're about to go face a, a team that hasn't even won an ACC uh, game yet. Uh, they only have one win. I want to see them be able to compete and I want to see that defensive line show up again. Uh, I think Jordan Travis, even though there's not a lot of talk, you know, he leaves Louisville, blah blah. blah. I think he's going to have a good game. I think he's going to blow up. Him and that that web tandem is getting really good. Uh, I think it's by the end of the season, it's going to be one of the best in the country. That tandem between those two. Um, but, yeah, giving up big plays that Louisville has done this season, explosives, man, Keyshawn Helton should be just licking his chops at this. Terry Wilson should be licking his chops. I mean, there's that's that's what Florida State's offense is. Definitely if Terry was in this game, I mean, he, that's what Norvell is going to do. He's going to take advantage of the, sh- of the uh, opportunities that Louisville gives them. I'm going Florida State, uh, 38, Louisville, 21. Uh, and the streak begins. Florida State uh, has its coach. Everything uh, is going to be solid. And I think player of the game is going to be uh, – it's an easy pick, but it's going to be Jordan Travis. He's going to show out in Kentucky. And the streak begins, baby. The streak begins, and then there's going to be all the hoopla about Florida State versus Clemson. And I'm not going to say anything about it. We'll just be there you know, to preview he should
1: it. Do. He should just uh, get like a slice of Papa John's and as he runs into the tunnel, just eat a piece of Papa John's. <laughs> <in there.
0: laughs>
1: this yes. one for you. Yes. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be nice. Please do. of like Kentucky fried chicken or something like that. <laughs> stick something. Like have a drumstick in your shoulder pads. Eat it as you're not stadium.
0: Are you hungry? Are you hungry right now?
3: No. Almost nah. dinner time. I'm starving. Yeah, I'm waiting to get off. here. I'm waiting for y'all to finish so I can go eat. Oh, grow a pear.
0: Uh But yeah, I think that's pretty much gonna do it on here. That is our Florida State versus Louisville preview. Definitely appreciate everyone listening. You can listen on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, uh, Spotify too. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you're on iTunes right now, Go down and leave a review. If you rate us five stars, we'd really appreciate it. But let us know how you uh, felt about the episode. We've seen a lot of new listens. If, definitely if you're on Facebook right now listening live, definitely share it. I'd really appreciate it a ton, a lot. Uh, but, yeah, enjoy the game. Noon o'clock, Florida State versus Louisville, the Cardinals. Does Florida State go on a 2-0 2, uh, two winning streak moving forward? We'll see. See you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys at Instant Reaction. Deuces.